Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Welcome back to another episode of the Career Contessa podcast, your shortcut to being more fulfilled, healthy, and successful at work. I'm your host, Lorna Goodwin, and I'm always fascinated to hear how some people overcome adversity to build a successful career. I mean, we all face setbacks, but building a career in product management and being a content creator are both very difficult fields to break into and to have success in. That's why I'm excited to hear what it's really like to achieve that magical combination of lucrative side hustle while still climbing the corporate ladder with Chloe Shi. She's a product manager by day who switches gears at night to create content for her popular YouTube channel. Listen in to hear how Chloe turned rejection into success her advice for other people looking to build an identity online, and the trade-offs she's making for her career right now. And now, this is the Career Contessa Podcast. Hi, I'm Mari Llewellyn, and I'm the host of the Pursuit of Wellness podcast. A couple of years ago, I went through a huge transformation. And although I got a lot of attention for losing weight and discovering my passion for weightlifting, there was a lot more to that before and after than what a few pics could ever capture. On the Pursuit of Wellness, you can expect tons of information from experts about optimizing your body and mind. I'll also be sharing some triumphs and struggles from my own personal life. I'm on this journey with you, so you can definitely count on my podcast to give you that weekly dose of encouragement we all need as we pursue things that make us feel our very best inside and out. Tune into the Pursuit of Wellness every week wherever you listen to podcasts. Adobe Express is celebrating Small Business Month by providing small business owners, entrepreneurs, and side hustlers simple and tangible tips and tricks to help take your business to the next level. I'm excited to have Chloe Shi here today, who's a product manager on creator revenue at Discord. When she's not helping Discord reach new heights of popularity, she is an advocate for diversity in the industry and founded Colors of Chloe in 2022, her own organization with a mission to amplify the voices of women of color in tech, provide free career resources for people from underprivileged backgrounds, and address inequality in the workplace. Hi, Chloe. Welcome to the show. Thank you, Lauren. Really excited to be here. Thank you for hosting. 
That's a very impressive background. And I would love to have (laughs) you kind of share in your own words. Let's start with your background and tell us about your career journey. I watched a YouTube where you talked about how rejection was a big motivation. I thought that was a really cool story. So maybe you could just give us the, the brief background of what led you to your career in product management. And then of course, launching your own side hustle is like a huge thing too. Yeah. I would say that I had a really rocky journey to get to where I'm at. Like product management is one of those super gate kept career paths in tech. And so I'm a PM now at Discord. And then I did product at TikTok, which is like a whole wild beast. And then before that, I was in a product adjacent role called product operations at Facebook. And then before that, I was in like creator partnerships and biz dev in startup land. And then I was at Google doing honestly, nothing very impactful. And then before tech was just all like pre-med engineering work. Like I used to be a a fossil researcher and I used to work at Boeing and I used to work at like a tumor cell biology lab. Like there are so many different life paths that got me here. And finally I got to product after like several years of trying to break in. So that was not easy. But yeah, the part about content creation and doing my side thing, that was kind of integrated in this career journey too. Like as a woman of color navigating tech, it was so hard, especially I didn't have any connections or any resources, no mentorship. And it was really dark for me. So a lot of times I would like work my butt off to make a huge impact so that I can get that promotion or make that career change. I wouldn't like get credit for it. I wouldn't be able to have my name attached. And so I actually turned to social media to like post about the things that I've accomplished. And I was really happy about it. But then it wasn't until I got my first PM job that I finally like made enough money to get my own place in San Francisco so that I can have the physical space and money to buy a camera and like all these software products. Like I was finally able to purchase like Adobe for making all of my videos. And that was really big for me. And that's when I started officially the content creation process. And then, yeah, now I make videos all the time. And now you have your own personal brand that's making (laughs) money on the side. Like you are living the dream of what people want when they start a side hustle. They're like, one day I hope maybe this will make money and yours does as a content creator. It's funny you mentioned starting a business and like having to get all this set up right. Because I remember when I launched Career Contessa, I was the same thing. I was a full-time recruiter, which I totally agree that product management is this wild west of tech that it's different yeah, at every it's so company. Weird. It's, it's so, so weird. weird. It's really <laughs> hard. To, and also I find that when people like non overly technical people want to break into tech, they're like, maybe I'll be a product manager. So there's also like this weird thing where people don't really understand what it is, which doesn't help with the competition, of course. But when I was starting similar to you, I felt like I had to get the setup and I had to get all these you know, programs and softwares. I remember having to hire a designer because you needed, no, same, you know, same. I wasn't a designer, right? So I had to hire someone to create all that stuff. And I think for people who are listening to this today, I mean, one of the good news about where we started versus where they get to start is like, there's tools now that can obviously make it a lot easier to build that personal brand. And you've done a really good job at it. So maybe you could just talk a little bit about like, kind of maybe tips about, Like if you are thinking about creating that brand and kind of brand equity in yourself, how can you do that? How do you create that individual brand? What are your tips around that? I mean, I think I I don't know if I have like insanely great tips. I can share how I did it and like the, the things I stumbled on and what I would do differently. 
But when I was first starting out, I also didn't have a design background. So like I had Photoshop and I was like, what do I do? And then every time I make a square, it's so ugly. And yeah. I don't know what colors to pick and what fonts to pick. So that was like a huge rabbit hole and a huge time sink. And I felt like I didn't really have to do all of that at the beginning. But the first thing you really have to figure out building your online presence and figuring out like your vibe, your banners, your logo, the naming, the color palette. And if you look back onto my YouTube channel, I started on YouTube as like my first thing. My thumbnails were like a mess. Like I am so, I'm cringing so hard at what, <laughs> at what I used to make because I just didn't know how to do it. And I think nowadays there's so many other tools to automate or like give you templates or just examples that you can just copy. Like you don't have to be a trained designer to be a content creator and have like a yeah. pretty beautiful brand. You also don't need to hire like a freelance designer and pay thousands of dollars. Not at all. Just- In fact, I would argue that like, it's better to use the tools that exist out there. Obviously Adobe Express is like amazing with their templates and the yeah. branding and the colors. Like, I mean, gosh, that would have saved me hours and so yeah. much money. And, and also it allows you, I feel like to play in like a safe way. Cause when you are coming up with your brand identity to your point about like, do you want a square? Do you want a uh-huh, circle? Uh-huh. Do you want this? Yeah. Do you want that? Right. <laughs> you know, the thing I spend so much time on actually, you know, how thumbnails where you have to crop out your, like your person. So you can create like yes. a stroke around it. Like that took me so much time. And I just found out that you can do this really easily on Adobe. Like you literally on Adobe Express can just clear the background in one click. And I just, I'm just screaming because like I had nights where I would click every like point around my body and then I would lose my work and I would just like (laughs) bang my head on my computer. And it's just crazy how, how fast the content space and like standards for operations and design have changed now. So yeah, I just wish I like knew about this earlier. But I think what's great about your story is like you got started anyways. You're like my my early thumbnails are ugly and gross. And I think one of the things that stops a lot of us from getting started is we want it to be perfect. We want to know exactly what something is going to be. I think a lot of content creators, once they get to a certain point, people are like, oh, they must have always had it together. Like looking at your YouTubes now, you're like, oh my God, these are amazing. They're edited quickly. She's she's quick t- to her point. She must not have multiple takes of a video when she's doing it. And I'm sure that's not the case. But, you know, I, I think that people see kind of the finished product and they forget it had probably a, a messy start, but they started, which is really important. And yeah. I know you mentioned in one of your videos that you went to like a networking event and a woman literally looked you up and down and just yeah. like ignored you. And you felt like, she rejected me and I'm going to prove this person wrong. And I'm going to make it not just as a product manager, but a woman in tech. I'm curious, like, do you, obviously that stuck with you. Like how, how do you feel about the rejection fueling the motivation today? Yeah, that really sucked when it happened. I think I was 25 at the time and to just be at a place where I just wanted so badly that for someone else to like validate me. And then for not only like this woman, to scoff at me for being at a Forbes event. And then me going home, telling my best friend, I really would like to make the Forbes 30 under 30 list and him just judging me completely for doing it and like telling me I'm not good enough for it. Um, it hurt a lot. And I, so I, it, it gave me this chip on my shoulder to prove them wrong. But after four years in the entire marathon, like I honestly started to forget about them. I don't think I was fueled as much by the the resentment of their 
actions and their words, but more of like, it motivated me to not be distracted. I think like most, most immediately it was like, Hey, look, I can't be going to like these social events. I can't be spending this money. I can't be spending time with people who don't, who aren't necessarily like kind to me. There are people I need, I need to prioritize what I want. And then over time, that practice and that focus helped me continue to be true to like my own dreams and aspirations and validate myself. And so when I went for Forbes 30, I was at TikTok at the time. I did get rejected the first time. And I was like, I, it hurt. It hurt a lot because all my hopes and dreams were on this. But that rejection from Forbes taught me that Forbes is not the top, it is not the end all be all. Like it didn't change what I accomplished. And a lot of, and it's kind of an arbitrary award, just like most awards. So when I went for it again last year, I wasn't, it actually came up on me. I was like, wasn't going to go for it. And then my manager, I was talking to my manager about it. And he was like, yeah, you should just go for it. I'll just nominate you. No big deal. And I'm like, what? Like, I didn't have to prove anything to you and you're just here to support me. And so I went for it, but I really level set it myself and told myself, yo, if I don't get it, it's not a big deal. If I get it, like, yay, that's awesome. But yeah, that doesn't change anything that I've done and that I will continue to do. So I'm really glad I got it though. Yeah, but... I also yeah, you're, know you get to say forever you're Forbes 30 under 30 too, right? Like that, yeah. that's just like a very cool thing to add to your, yeah. you know, the personal brand that you have. Yeah. And I think that on the outside looking in, I felt that those who, who made it are like untouchable. Like they're, they, these are legendary people. They're so different. But honestly, I met so many people who are not on the list. And sometimes they're like, a lot of times they're way more successful, way cooler, way better. So. I think some advice for the Forbes 30 part was just like, it's honestly just a title and there are amazing people and amazing impact outside of this small list. So I wouldn't discount anyone who like didn't make it. Yeah, absolutely. I I have this saying that everyone on this podcast is probably tired of me saying, I call it glitter and glue and the glitter, you need to have both in your career, but the glue is like what holds the career together. So like yeah. all the years you have spent honing your, your skill set as a product manager, as a con content creator, putting in the hours, creating those videos, finessing that skill, building like your day in the life is clearly touching lives somehow. That's the glue. That's the stuff that you spend long hours doing all the time. And the glitter is that one moment of 30 Forbes, 30 under 30 recognition. And while it feels good and you want to have both in your career, it's sometimes I think to your point, you can put too much of your focus on the glitter items and forget about the glue. And, and that that's really challenging. And I, it's, you know, people will ask me like, well, what's the balance? It's like, well, it's not always a 50, 50 balance. It's kind of like you and your partner aren't always going to be 50, 50 with stuff. Right. So, and speaking of 50, 50, I want to talk about a day in your life. One, it's kind of the theme (laughs) of, of what you vlog about, but also people listening to this are probably like, how do you do it all? Because you are a full-time product manager you are a content creator. I would imagine that time management is a top priority, as you said, about focus. So what does a day in your life look like balancing these two career journeys and how do you optimize or manage that time? Yeah, I I get this question a lot. Tell us all your secrets, basically. (laughs) I think the honest answer is a couple is that I do not have work-life balance at all. Like anyone who does two full-time jobs. Thank is you crazy. for sharing that. Cause yeah, like we don't the, need another person being like, I just somehow do it. <laughs> no, 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 no. I don't do it. I'm like on that, like I'm constantly running late to things and I'm constantly barely making the deadline. 
And I'm always like stretching myself thin and this is not sustainable and it's not going to be forever for me. Like I'm going to have to make some big decisions at some point when I need to choose to balance the life. But while I am uh, still like don't have a family to, you know, be responsible for and like so far health is okay. And then like overall family's okay. I am able to take those risks and go all in on these like dreams I have. But yeah, my day in the life, honestly, is not very interesting. It's not very fun. It's really dramatic. <laughs> it's like, it's like a lot of work. It's like very whiplashy. It's just like, I wake up, I start working. I try to make it. I try to eat. I try to drink water. I try to finish. I go from meeting to meeting to meeting. And then maybe I'll take a walk at the end of the day to like remind myself that it's okay. And then I come back and most of my nights are really editing, like editing, scripting, revising. Like I have a, I have a discord where I just sit in the discord VC and I just like co-work all night and then people can come in and out and then like co-work together. If people are working on their side hustles or they're working longer hours for their main job. So I've been trying to improve my efficiency on my day to day. I think it's very dangerous for me to say, Hey, look, I can do both and you should do it too. Cause I don't think it's healthy. But I think there are smarter ways to do it. And one of those ways I kind of talked about was like making sure you have the right tools to make you go faster. There's a lot of like workflow inefficiencies that took a lot of time. Like in the past on my YouTube videos, I would write the number of hours it would take for every video. And usually it went from like 20 hours to 25 hours. And that's too many. So I found places to easily cut parts down, whether that's like scripting or editing, templates, fonts graphic choices, all of that. If I could just find a library and just do it for me, that's really, really great. So in my next chapter, like now that I'm just starting to use Adobe Express and knowing that there's so many of that in the app, I'm like really excited to do that. Yeah. I also wanted to mention in my new 2023 life living in LA, I used to live in San Francisco and now I live in LA. There are a lot of creator events. There's a lot of creatives in LA versus like my circles in SF. And there are so many things to go to. So on the weekends, I'm packed with going to events and like, I like, you know, just meeting people in the scene and hoping that there's a big project that comes out of it. And also meeting other creatives who are doing part-time this full-time that it's, it feels like there's more of a community because sometimes I feel really alone doing both. Like I can't hang out. I can't chill. So being able to work on the go is really important. So I'm trying to like consolidate all my on the go apps. Like if I can, you know, respond to email on the go, I don't have to sit for an hour and two at night to go through it. So if I can like edit and use like Adobe Express on my mobile device and just edit my IG stories and be able to post, that would help me so much. Yeah. Yeah. So that's my life chaotic. I know I, I, I appreciate you being honest about it because I find it really interesting that we're in this sort of like anti-hustle culture, but you're basically saying like, I hustle really hard and I'm okay with that because at this stage in my life, it, it works. Right. And it, maybe one day I'll have a stage where it doesn't work and I won't want to hustle as much. And maybe I'll pick between the two careers or whatever it is that I decide to do, but I'll yeah. kind of cross that bridge when I get there. And I think that's really interesting because I was talking to someone the other day and we were talking about like losing our ambition. And I have two kids under the age of two and things, you know, things change rapidly when all of a sudden people need you for everything. And we were talking about how it's not that we feel less ambitious is that our definitions of success sort of adapt with us. And I think, you know, similar to what you're saying is like, 
I had to focus at one point at that time, success was probably very much growing your product management career. Now success maybe for you is really leaning into that content creator space and the side hustle. Do you find that having your side hustle? And I, I even like, I don't love calling it that. Like I would say more like your content creation business. Do you find that that helps you in your day-to-day job too? Like because you are learning different skills or using some other skill sets for your YouTube channel, you're able to then bring that back as your role in product management? I directly do because I work on the creator revenue team. So building that user empathy for creators does a lot for me. But more professionally, actually, when I wasn't in the direct space, it's a double-edged sword having content as um, being like more public, having a more online presence, because there's some parts of the industry that does not value social media and mm-hmm. posting more about your vulnerabilities and your stories is actually less professional to them. But then mm-hmm. on the other side, there's a whole other group of, there's a whole other segment of companies and industries that really, they welcome that. They love that. They love that leadership and that voice. And actually I kind of, or one of my content or one of my videos blew up because I quit TikTok and I like shared about why. And it wasn't meant to be like anything big. It was just me sharing with my small amount of viewers at the time. Like, hey, I can't really talk about this anymore. Here's a reason why I know I talked about this all the time. Now I'm moving on to a new chapter. And I got a lot of hate for that, but I also got a lot of love from a lot of other companies. And so many companies reached out to be like, we love that story. Would you like to join us? So that visibility probably filtered out the companies I probably wouldn't be a culture fit for, but like gained attention to the companies that I probably would be. And that I think is a positive in the career prospects. But yeah, I'm in a a good place now. It works out. (laughs) There's a whole trend that's growing right now of kind of like company ambassadors too, where people are doing a day in the life at TikTok or a day in the life at Discord or a day in the life, for example, you know, even your own brand. So I find that interesting that some people don't see it as valuable because now I've been reading recently, like companies are going out and trying to hire people in the HR space to kind of, or like hire people at their companies to be more like brand ambassadors on social media. Yeah. Um, okay. Speaking of social media, since you've worked at a couple of the big media companies, Meta <laughs> and TikTok, what about some lessons in social media? And they could be branding lessons. They could be usage lessons. Like what are some of your top tips, tricks, and lessons and advice for the rest of us who are using social media, maybe to help advance our careers, I would say, but you know, just in general too. Yeah. I think I have two ways of thinking about this. And one is like the philosophical, like the why you're doing. And the other is like the tactical. Now that you know why, how do you do this to move fast? And mm-hmm. on the, I think both are equally really, really, really important. For the why piece, like every time someone asks me, especially if they have a job in tech and they're like, I want to be a content creator like you, like you've inspired me. I'm like, no, 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 no. Like, I don't know if you actually want this. Like, do you want it? Because you love creating videos. You love telling stories. You love visual, building a visual narrative. Like that is a lifestyle choice. You have to be pumping out videos every week, but you can do it for like a few few months and then be done. And if that's what it is and that's okay, go ahead and try. But if you, if, if your goal is to be a content creator on the side or even full-time, like you have to love the process too and know like why you're getting into this and to be in love with content because of a following is a very hard rationale. Like 
those people don't do very well in the long term. A lot of friends who are going through that, it's not easy to stay motivated and not burn out. Another lesson is like in the philosophical space is your performance isn't a reflection of you. So when you start push, pushing out, you know, the platforms, like I've worked there, the algorithm and the platforms, we just kind of change and you'll flop for whatever reason. And you might just get hit with a shadow ban and it's just not something anyone can do. And so content is really just a slice of you. And some of the coolest people I've met are not online at all. And so their online persona is just not their whole thing. So just those who attribute their value to their performance and who they are online, it's a dangerous space to be in. So know how to separate that. Yeah, so that's a philosophical one. But more tactically, obviously I've learned a lot to, if I could go back in time and like do everything better, just having, you know, like the straightforward stuff of making sure every video has a hook, you know what your value is, you know who your target audience is and you stay true to that every single time. We alluded to this, good is better than perfect, like bias towards quantity of good enough and like 80, 20 your work and, you know, use easy tools to help you get there faster. Like, yeah, it's crazy how Adobe Express has so many freaking templates that we, I could have used in the past, yeah. but I stand, spent five hours making a thumbnail. Like the, that time could be used to make another video and yeah. continuous work is just, will just make you a better creator over time. Yeah. yeah. Consistency is what matters. It's, it's interesting. You, you were talking about, you know, using tools. And one of the th- other things I learned is like, you don't have to reinvent the wheel, right? You don't have to start from scratch with something like you weren't the first person to become a vlogger who shared about their day in the life, right? Like you didn't have to reinvent the the format or the fact that you're using thumbnails. Or if your thing is that your Instagram, I remember when I was starting our career contestant Instagram, like we, we were all about quotes and like, I was just trying to pick some sort of format. And like, I think a big piece of branding too, and, and whatever you're doing, whether it's videos or Instagram or even on your blog or whatever it is, is like be consistent and like have something that is repetitive and repeated, but don't feel like you have to reinvent the wheel. One of the cool things, obviously about templates or you being able to use a tool. I know we keep talking about Adobe express, but like what's cool about that tool is that you don't have to come up with a template from scratch. You can look at some examples. It will inspire you. I'm a very visual learner too. And so I like stuff like that. And I really feel like that is, again, one of the things that stops people is they tell themselves like, well, I'm not this thing, so I can't do it. I'm not a video editor, so I can't do that. I'm not a designer. I'm not a tech person. I'm 25 and just got rejected by someone at a networking event what do I have to say in my day in the life series that people would actually be interested? But you know, it's, it's, it's like everybody has a unique perspective. It's the difference between the people who do it and then consistently show up. I got advice once when I was first starting career contesta, that was, if you're not going to spend five years doing it, don't spend five minutes doing it. And oh yeah. I, I like that <laughs> advice though. Yeah. And yeah. I get it. Why now, you know, there is no such thing as an overnight success. So it is, it, you know, it, it does, building a brand takes time. And to your point, if you're doing it just for the following, if you're doing it just for the likes, it's going to be very, yeah. very hard. Or the- yeah. Yeah. If you're doing it yeah. just for the glitter moments, like you and I both know it is yeah. like, those are far and few between you got to do it for the glue and just like building a career or a side hustle, whichever one that you want to do. And there's a lot of people I would think that are listening to this podcast that are maybe building side hustles. Maybe it's not a content creator. Maybe it's that they want to become a career coach, but content naturally becomes 
a part of it, right? And it's kind of like how everybody's now a media company. Everyone's now kind of a content creator, whether it's on LinkedIn, Instagram, whatever. I would love as we wrap up two more questions, but the first one is what would be your advice for the first steps to take for creators, entrepreneurs, and people looking to build their own brand equity for their career? I think having like a long-term vision is really important because if your goal is to become a business owner, then this is, this is it. Like you, this is great. But if your goal is to maybe just stay in your job today and become like an expert and a specialist and go to conference talks, like you might not need this life. Yeah. And I would say like the advice is the content life is it seems really it seems really shiny and exciting and that everyone is doing it but the reality is most of the people at the top are not really doing it and so you don't because they're not at the top and because they're at the top they're not doing it you don't really see them it doesn't mean you can't live that path too so if you want to do this just really know why you're doing it and what it's going to help you get to yeah. So you can yeah. create influence in your space without yeah. having to be the content creator on YouTube yeah. or whatever it is. Yeah. No, I, yeah. I agree with that. Last piece of advice, since you have colors of Chloe, is advice for women of color trying to navigate tech careers. It sounds like it was a bit of a brutal start for you. Yeah, it was really, really freaking hard because I didn't have any support or mentorship. Like I had to find it within the company and like have a lot of people ghost me. But I think supporting each other is really important in this space. But I think for people who are going through this, who are women of color or just from underrepresented, underprivileged backgrounds, and you're not having the resources to get there, this the, the tech game is not systematically set up for you to win. And so failure is not representative of you. And, and it's going to be really hard to like hear the rejections and not go through and go through like months of not making it, not getting the job, but that's not a reflection of how bad you are. It's just, it's a tough place so that when you do finally get the one, when you do finally win, it's an even bigger success than you probably giving yourself credit for. I think that is like a key reminder. You've done something kind of crazy and don't forget how awesome you are and how far you've come. Mm. Yes, absolutely. Give yourself some credit. Chloe, this has been such a fun conversation and it's been very motivating. I think for anybody who is in a moment right now in their career where they're like just feeling like a little off, I think this is also like very motivating to hear like you got rejected, you push through, it happens, you know, to to stick with it. And then of course, just like some very tangible tips about brand building and content creation. Where can people find you, follow up with you, follow your work, share all your links? Yeah, I am Chloe Shi, just my name on YouTube and TikTok. And then the Clobro, T H E C H L O B R O on Instagram. I think those are the biggest ones. I'm also on Discord, but like you can find all my links just on my Instagram or YouTube. So that's all. Amazing. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Career Contessa podcast. Don't forget to rate and review our show. And we put all the links to follow Chloe in the show notes. We've heard today how important it is to build your brand, whether you're an entrepreneur, small business owner or leader, influencer, or a career-driven superstar. That means you. 
You can all start creating today too with Adobe Express, available on your favorite app stores, and they included tips and tricks to get you started on adobe.com backslash express, which we'll also link to in the show notes. Please note that this episode may contain paid endorsements and advertisements for products and services. Individuals on the show may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to in this episode.